Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 11, and if you counted all of them, that's 161 episodes of pure fantasy and bare enjoyment. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back. Week 1 in the NFL has happened. Every yeah. single person is injured. It's perfect. It feels that way. It absolutely feels that way. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a, a long list of injuries. Um Injuries definitely affected the performance of the metric this week. I mean, just thinking back on the guys we recommended last week, one of the people we talked about was Melvin Gordon. He didn't play a full game. Nope. <laughs> um, I don't think we talked about Michael Thomas, but he obviously got hurt. Um, you know, we didn't lose we didn't lose any quarterbacks or anything like that, but you know, we we definitely had some injuries uh, last week. So yeah, it's been a it's been a wild start already. It's been a wild start already. So. But hey, my team is one and zero, and I'm sorry right. your team isn't. But you know, they're not, and you know they had a couple turnovers. You know, Joe Mixon fumbled. He hasn't fumbled. He literally has not fumbled in three years. That's over 600 touches. You know, oh, just yeah. happened. Burrow did. He just made a bad decision trying to do a shovel pass when he shouldn't have. But you know what? That last drive showed me how talented Joe Burrow is mm-hmm. and I I have hope. I have hope. Makes you feel good. It Makes does. You feel good it about does. it. Cuz he, you know, they started at like the 18-yard line, no timeouts, under 2 minutes and he just drove them down the field hitting different receivers very accurately and you know that last call we can debate that, but yeah, crap happens. So, I'm I I prepped I prepped info for who is Cincinnati playing this week in week two? Uh, they're playing the Browns tomorrow night. Oh, well, then this just got shot to hell. <laughs> I I downloaded for America's favorite 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 game. I downloaded all the spreads, and these are not. This is not the right week. Oh no! I what what is this? Who, I don't know. What, th- these games aren't even real. I mean, it says Cincinnati's <laughs> at Pittsburgh. What is this? No, no, they're playing the Browns. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, well, we're gonna have to do that on the fly. But first, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I am drinking the infamous Rhodes Mary's baby. Oh, cue the music! That's it's, awesome. It's delicious. It's you no, know, I could not because of COVID, could not have it on tap like I would like to. But it's in a bottle. Still very good. But I thought your wife was bringing you a growler. They're they're not doing them. She asked. Really? They said no. Which is weird because Aspatuck is. You just have to buy a new growler. Well, that's what that's what Two Roads was originally doing. I mean, yeah. a couple up until like this is this is news to me. This is news to me. So, wow. Yep. Wow. But what are you going to do? No, well, nothing you can do. You have it the best way you can. And I I am multitasking right now. So, if it sounds like I'm distracted, I he am. Is. <laughs> I am I am right now jotting down all of the games that meet our criteria for America's favorite game feverishly on a pad because I downloaded all of this and then just now was like, this doesn't look right. <laughs> okay, I've got all the I've got all the games that are over fifty. Okay. Give okay. me thirty seconds. So why don't you start with burning hot takes? What have you got for me today? Uh so today, um I have a question about uh Sean's team. And if people don't know, Sean's team is the Bears. Sean's a suffering bear fan. He is. He is. I I understand his pain. But, you know, their number one receiver, Mr. Robinson, he there's been a lot of talk over the last week, two weeks, that he doesn't want to be in Chicago anymore. He yeah, deleted the conflicting reports. Deleted the Bears uh tags off of his Instagram account. Yep. And you know, he said he wanted to be traded and then his agent said he never said that. Now he says contract issues aren't going to be a distraction. Like, is he going to fi- is he going to finish the season as a bear at this rate? I think he is. I think he is going to play angry, and I think he's actually going to end up having a good year because of it. Um, don't be shocked if you start to see arguments on the sideline with him, though, because his sole focus is going to be posting numbers at this point. So if he's not getting seven, six, seven targets a game then he's going to start barking about it and you're going to hear about it in the media and you're going to see it on the sideline and et cetera, et cetera. Cause he's not going to give a damn whether or not the bears win or lose. He is solely going to care about posting numbers, mm-hmm. but the bears are not going to cut him. The bear, he has no real trade value because he's going into a contract. He's in a contract year. 
And, you know, it's clear he's moving on next year. So the Bears would be wise to just utilize him as best they can and just let him wander off into the sunset. By the way, in my distraction, I didn't even tell yeah. you what I'm drinking. Oh, what are you drinking, sir? I'm drinking vitamin water. Perfect. Be- because my, I had a physical this week, and Uh-oh. I got lectured on a number of topics. <laughs> Including carbs. So, inc- <laughs> oh, my God. You, uh, I have not had uh, – that's not true. I had, I had a small McDonald's french fry last night with dinner. But aside from that, I have not intentionally eaten a carb in the last 72 hours. Uh-oh. And my God, am I grumpy. <laughs> I, everything pisses it. me off. That'll everything pisses me off. I am so adjusting to this. So I'm drinking vitamin water tonight. I'm not, you know, and, and, and he's worried about my cholesterol and he wants me to take a, a, a statin and statins and alcohol don't mix. And I'm like, all right, listen, you know, and it depends on who you ask too. I mean, the CDC says drink up to 14 drinks a, a, a week and you're fine. I'm like 14 drinks a week. That's a high drinking week for me, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's what do you, just bizarre. What do the, so, British I'm, say? the British say two a day, which if you do the math is 14 a week. But the British say, no, 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 no. Don't think like that. Don't think if I skip Thursday, I can have four on Friday. No, no, no. Two a day. Two a day. That's it. All right. That's it. That's not not horrible. No, it's not, which is good because my homemade pumpkin ale hits maturity on Friday. Oh, good. I mean, you definitely have to try that. Oh, God, yeah. You put a lot of effort into that. Oh, my God. I so did. This has been like the longest eight weeks of my life making this thing. <laughs> Can you smell I it? I started brewing. I, 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 well, I did, yes. When we when we racked it into the final bottles, we could give it a sniff. And, yeah, it was it was pretty good. It smelled pretty good. So it'll, it'll hit the fridge tomorrow night, and then Friday it'll be ready to roll. So, right, so wait, wait, wait. Back to Alan Robinson. Sorry, folks. Yes. It, it's, I, like, I've warned you. I it's haven't had any lo- carbs. It's the low carbs. <laughs> The low carbs. I think Allen Robinson's going to end up having a tremendous year, or at least try to, because he wants to get the hell out of Chicago. What do you think? Uh, same thing. I think beginning of the year or last year, uh, you know, he was really happy. They were going to they they got Nick Foles, and I I think that he thought that his career was going to change because hey, look, I'm playing with Nick Foles now. He won the Super Bowl, yeah, and that didn't happen. So. Well, I, I think I think this is really money driven. I mean, he makes let, – let's just – and they, they talked about this today on, on Serious Fantasy Radio, and I'm, I don't remember who was talking about it. But in terms of contract numbers, he makes less than Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks is not good. I, I can't think of any person we would have on this podcast who would tell you they would take Brandon Cooks over Allen Robinson if they had to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, anyway, my question for you. Yeah. The first round of Hall of Fame nominations came out today. Oh, now, Hall of Fame, don't forget, for football is kind of a bizarre situation. It's a group of guys who all get in a room and argue about who they should put on, and then they get a list together of, like, some. it, it can be anywhere from two to, like, 30 names. Yeah, it's not, it's not like baseball. It's not like where there's an actual ballot. It's more like a convention to whittle down the list, <laughs> and then they have, like, another convention to argue about it and then walk out of the room so I presume the convention will be happening virtually this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a very weird process. But there's a number of notable names that are eligible for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run down gut instinct. I don't want any explanation. Okay. Yes or no, this guy deserves to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yep. All right. The first one I think is very easy. Peyton Manning. Yes. Yes. Calvin Johnson, does Megatron go to the hall? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. I'm going to say no. Wes Welker? Uh, yeah, no. I'm going to say no. Roddy White? Ooh, yes. I love Roddy White, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> he, he, I have a much higher bar than most people. That's, <laughs> uh, you know, Heath Miller, the tight end? Uh, no. No. Steven Jackson, the running back? Where did he play? Uh, L.A. Remember his best years with the Rams? I'm, I, technically, I think they were the St. Louis Rams back then. Uh, no. I'm going to say no, too. DeBrickashaw yes. Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> Are you basing that strictly on his name? Yes. <laughs> and the Logan skit. Man- Logan Mankins, the guard, uh, who I think played a couple of different places, but I could not tell you one of them I, off the top of my head. You know what? I'm going to stay neutral on that because I, I really don't know. Okay. Charles Peanut Tillman. Yes. I'm going to say Yes. There's a move named after him. <laughs> that that like throwing your fist 
into the side of a receiver or running back is called the peanut punch. <laughs> That's what they call he's he's it. Charles Woodson. Oh god, as much as I didn't like him as a Steeler, yeah. Yeah, I got to say yes. Jared Allen. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. I'm going to say yes cuz I'm biased. Yes. I and I met him. I met him. He curls now and I I met oh, him at right. a curling event and he was just the nicest guy on earth. He is massive in every dimension. He I'm I'm 62. I don't consider if there's two P, there's two heights in my world, tall and short. <laughs> if you're shorter than I am, you're short. If right. you're taller than I am, you're tall. It's that he is very tall. So Justin Tuck. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, ah. I'm on the fence about him. I'm on so the I'm fence. Go, no. I'm on the fence. Kevin Williams. I, yeah. yeah like, like Mankins, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. So I'm putting in Manning. I'm putting in Tillman and Woodson, and I'm putting in Jared Allen. Those are the four I'm putting in. And and the the class can be 10. I mean, is Peyton Manning a guaranteed first year? Is it guaranteed? I, I think he has to be. I don't think there's a question about it, so... All right, cool. That was my first, that was my hot take. Do you have another one for me? Uh, my other one, and now I'm going to preface this since I don't want you to crash your truck. Oh, God, this is a legit question. Yeah, that's anti-patriot, isn't it? No, it's not. Do you think, like, all right, so the Buccaneers lost. Yes. As we all saw, Tom Brady swore a lot. Oh, my God. That is a huge problem, by the way. Him Did swearing? you see ESPN on Monday night? No. Was doing a tape delay and was cutting the audio. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh yes. There. If you watched the game on Monday night for the first couple of minutes, you probably thought you were having some sort of com- audio difficulties because you would hear everything and it would cut out for a second and it would be right back. And that's because I heard Tom Brady tell somebody to fuck off. Did you hear him curse out? Like, I, I, number twenty-two. No. Is at that who? Point, he, that's who he's yelling at. At one point, he went, "Shut up, twenty-two. Go, fuck off." And it was caught loud and clear when he ran into the end zone for that touch. Did he run into the end zone? Did he, did he have a rushing touchdown? Uh, he did, didn't he? Did he? I think he I did. Think he, when he got into the end zone, he screamed shit when he snapped, when he, when he spiked the ball, he screamed it. He screamed, Oh shit. Yeah. You know, dude, all caught on network television. <laughs> They've got to do something about that. It is too quiet in the stadiums for them to have. Everyone's being mic'd up pretty much. Yes. Now. <laughs> well, but that's it. You have sideline microphones that are designed to pick up everything in a small area because there's so much crowd noise to try and balance it out. Well, now the balance is gone. Now I can hear every single word being said on the field, and that's not good. So anyway, no. you're, back to your question about Tom Brady cursing on the field and whatnot. Right. <laughs> and then we saw they replayed the tape after – at first, you know, Aaron's, uh, when he had that other interception, I don't know if it actually was the same one, but it was a throw to Mike Evans. Yep. And at first, Aaron's like, oh, yeah, it happens. And Brady looked the same practice. But then you play the tape again video. And as you can see, our favorite receiver, Mike Evans, yeah. slows down. Yep. Oh, so it was quit. actually his fault. He quit on the team on Sunday. No question. Yeah. You could just tell by the body language in his face. So after that, so really my question is, after that first game, like, is Brady going to have a losing season for the first time in a very long time? It's possible. It's possible. Uh, I, you're not in Kansas anymore. Literally. That, that's literally. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not. You're, you're, you're in a situation that's going to be tougher. And the people around you are not. The same. Yeah. Yeah. I l- Listen. I, I saw, I think it was on the third quarter, I saw them, uh, it was an incomplete pass to Mike Evans, I think it was like his third or fourth target, and he hadn't had a catch yet, and they came up, and the look on his face as he ran back to the huddle was just, was already, he's checked out. He's checked out. He, we talk about how moody guys like Odell are, Mike Evans doesn't get moody, on, doesn't get moody like publicly, he doesn't kick nets, he doesn't get upset like that, but he gives up. He's just like, well, screw this. They're going to throw it at everybody but me, then screw it. Yeah. I don't have to work hard. It's a, that was the look. Now, now here's the thing. People are going to – and this is I can already hear my mailbox filling up with complaints <laughs> that, well, the guy was playing hurt. Yes, that is true. Mike Evans was questionable coming into that game. And, yes, he's been dealing with a nagging injury. I get it. That's fine. It, it But the mental demeanor was not there, and we can't use – physical injuries for excuses for the mental demeanor. If he can't hack it, 
and be out there, then he shouldn't be out there. But we, we, what we ended up having was Bruce Arians essentially making excuses for Tom Brady, who didn't look great. Okay, but he's on a new team and all that fun stuff. So we, we shouldn't expect him to look great right out the gate, particularly mm-hmm. in a year where mm-hmm. the preseason didn't happen. All right. of those things factor in. But what I did clearly see was the Mike Evans factor, which is, you know, he doesn't feel like he's involved. Maybe he's in discomfort because of his injury, whatever it may be. He mentally checks out and we saw it clear as day. And it's why I have a problem with all the Mike Evans truthers out there who tell me, well, Britt, he's been in the top seven in this and he's in the top five in this. Great. If you only take the four best games he plays every year, yes, he's a top three wide receiver every single year. The problem is those other 12 games, he's averaged to subpar. Yes. And we saw it again on Sunday. Yes. That's why I, I don't I, I don't want to use him. No, I don't want to use I, him. I avoid him as much as I possible. I don't think I have a single share of him in any of the six redraft, no. I, two dynasty, four redraft leagues. By the way, we mm. lost in the Scott Fishbowl this week oh. to one of the senior producers from ESPN, Keith Lipscomb. We lost by like four points because Saquon Barkley stunk up the joint. Yeah, the Giants were Saquon, bad. If Saquon, if Saquon Barkley does half of what Saquon Barkley is supposed to do, we win that game. Or even with score no problem. a touchdown. What's that? Even if he scored a touchdown. If he scored a touchdown or he had one more catch for 20 yards. And I saw flashes of brilliance. It was a great catch where he just took it and he hurtled over some guys. But overall, he just looked tired and disinterested too. And that's a problem. That is a problem. I, 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 I think I think the I think the COVID year is gonna be a weird year in the NFL. I really do. I really do. So and like you mentioned, we had a bunch of injuries updates. Um, Michael Thomas is going to be out multiple games as of right now. I don't believe he's been placed on the IR folks. Keep in mind the IR rule this year is different because of COVID. Okay. The IR is only a minimum is a minimum stay of three weeks. It's not like it used to be. What was the minimum stay stay before? It was like 12 weeks or something like that. They had to be out a minimum of 12, something like that. It's three weeks. Put a guy on IR today. He can be back in week five. It's fine. (laughs) So, don't be shocked when you see people go. Le'Veon Bell is on the IR. Le'Veon Bell is on the IR. Mm-hmm. So does that mean he's done? No, but that's what we've been trained to understand. So you gotta you gotta be prepared for the difference this year. It's gonna yep. be different this year. So see, who, Connor, who else I don't is hurt. Connor, James Connor. I, we talked about Benny Snell when he came out as a rookie. What was it last year or the year before? Year before was last before. year. Let, was it? Was this is his second Connor, year? Everything is just a blur in my head. <laughs> This is a second year because remember we were last year was the dynasty startup we got involved in. Yes. And yes. we were targeting him and he we got sniped. Like we had him targeted for like the third round of a rookie draft. We're like nobody's going to want this guy. And then in the second round of Steelers fans sniped us. And I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. And I even reached out to the guy and said, what do you want for Snell? And he was like, nothing. Cause there's <laughs> nothing you can give me to get Benny Snell off my, my roster. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've got Zeke. I'm not offering Zeke, but I've got Zeke. He was like, no, I wouldn't even tell he was like, no, Benny Snell, Benny Snell's the future. Benny Snell. And we talked about that too. We were like, you know, this guy's could be a touchdown vulture. Well, now he's going to get a little bit more of an opportunity. And people are saying he, I, I mean, I watched a little bit of that game. Uh, I wasn't really thrilled with what I saw out of Snell, but I wasn't like displeased. He definitely ran the ball better than Connor, but I don't want to hear any more about, and this goes along with the David Johnson pool stuff. I don't want to hear any more about how great they look in workout rooms. I don't no. want to see pictures of James Connor's back looking like he's flexing with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember? Everybody was like, look at all the muscle he's put on. He's put on weight. He's run. really taking it seriously. Doesn't help you no. run. No. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear weight room does not equal performance automatically, folks. It doesn't. It no. doesn't. If it did, then I would go down to the gym tomorrow, work out for 15 minutes, have Craig take a picture of my back, and I'd sign with an NFL team. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's not. So we don't know if Connor will miss time. Uh, Michael Thomas is definitely going to miss time. Thomas, Actually, Juju Smith is injured, and so is Deontay Johnson. Deontay's on the list? Yeah. What toe. happened to Deontay now? Toad. Oh, Jesus. Here we go with the goddamn turf toe. Somebody else had turf toe this uh, week, too. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. My God. Marlon Mack is dead. Well, Marlon Mack is on the IR. We won't see him. Is he season done? Yeah, it's, he tore his Achilles. Oh, God. 
So that brings up the question, who do you trust in Indy now? Are they going to go to Hines or are they going to go to Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I think it's going to be Taylor. I think it's going to be a share, but I think you're going to see like much like the Singletary Gore last year. I think you're going to see the, the rookie get more and more time as time progresses. I think you're going to see about 70% Hines now, but if everybody stays healthy, it's going to be 70% Taylor by like week 10. Yeah, That's my gut feeling on it. Oh, my God. Deontay Johnson is actually one of the metrics picks this week. Uh, so, well, I mean, definitely, definitely you want to use watch him. him. Definitely. got to watch. watch. <laughs> we got to watch and see what happens with him. So, you know what? I'm going to do a quick search on his name right now and see what the latest is. Deontay Johnson. You know, do a live. I, I, while Britt looks for that, I am shocked at the uh, Washington football team is number one in the NFC East. <laughs> yeah. You know, they Philly looked bad. They're... Listen, before we get into the metric, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. yeah. Start the Rams defense this week. <laughs> because you, you they're think so? They're playing the Eagles, and the Eagles offensive line is made of napkins. Cause the Washington team They lost like three guys. They got uh eight no. Eight sacks? Seven sacks? Plus yeah, turnovers. Something like that. Yeah. Something so. like that. And yeah, and and Philly lost at least two offensive linemen over the course of the game. Yeah. So all right, so Deontay Johnson's been dealing with a foot injury since before the Giant game. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing in here about an increased injury, but it'll be something we have to watch on. So, but you know what? That's a nice segue. Let's just jump right into the metric this week. Let's just. So last week, really quick. Oh wait, oh Deontay Johnson was the recommended player last week. Is he on this week's metric? I uh, maybe. Oh, he's not. All right, good. Oh, good. That's fine. Perfect. <laughs> fine. So last week, let's just really quickly, let's talk about the guys we talked about. We talked about Jared Goff a lot. Goff was, he was good, but he yeah. wasn't world breaker, but he was okay. But he was value, so that was good. Running back, we talked about Antonio Gibson. I was absolutely incensed that they used Barber at the goal line. Three times. Incensed. <laughs> Three times. They gave Gibson one goal line carry, and it was right after he had made the big play to get them down to the goal line. The dude's winded, and you gave him the ball right back. I mean, come on. Melvin Gordon got hurt. What the hell happened to Joe Mixon? Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, I don't know. They just had they just had some offensive line issues. I think what they were doing, because I was actually able to watch the game, mm-hmm. they gave a lot more plays to Burrow, I think, just to get him into like a rhythm. And then yeah. uh, Mixon fumbled for the first time in three years. So Yeah. Speaking of fumbles, so did Deontay Johnson on the first punt return, which, by the way, those count in um, those count as fumbles and scores in DraftKings. So when Deontay Johnson fumbled that first punt in the first quarter, and he just never really kind of recovered from that. Jerry Judy had an okay game. I think he had something like four for 57, but not enough to make value. And I didn't see how C.D. Lamb did. So did he do anything spectacular? No, I think he was like 60 yards. He was All right, so, 70 yards, but, like under but he was 70. Only, but. He was only 4,000 last week, so that's a big, you know, 4,100. That's that's not value, but the big hit of the week was the Washington defense. Yes. You paid 2,000 for the Washington defense, and you got over 10 points on DraftKings. You got 5x value, and that just allowed me to spend up elsewhere. So by doing that, I was able to use Devontae Adams and Russell Wilson, and I just, those two alone made up the rest of my week. I used I used the Washington football team defense. <laughs> I used Hayden Hurst, um, and I used Antonio Gibson as my value options, and I was able to fill in with big names the rest of the way. And my God, did it pay off! I think my lineup scored 197 points. Nice. Which it, that's that's tournament range, folks. That when is... you get up near 200 points, that's tournament talk. So I I mean I did I even I think I placed because I just I'll, I'll throw my lineup into the freebie stuff. Like the guys who are promoting something, like yeah. <clears throat> um, Amazon did a free uh, a free pool in honor of the return of their show, The Boys. I threw it I threw it into that, and I won a dollar in that. I mean, you just there you, you just throw it in. It was a positive week because of that. So, you know, but this week I went back to the metric and I said, "Listen, we need to really look in and see what we got here." So, I found. A lot of experts. I found I found the experts very polar this week in listening to them. So, for full disclosure, I listen to a lot of shows before I do my own rankings. Um, so, 
you know, I listen to one set of guys and they're very pass oriented. They're like the wide receivers are going to dominate. The running backs aren't getting any point. I listen to another expert and he's like, nope, I'm pushing up the running backs. Wide receivers are scaling down, blah, blah, blah. Different people have different ideas about um, where, you know, where the offense is going to come from. And some people have higher expectations for the offense. You know, we'll do America's favorite game after the metric this week and just change things up a little bit. Why? Cause I already started the metric and I don't feel like going backwards. <laughs> so um, the metric does have a consensus number one quarterback that it loves in DraftKings this week. And that's Kyler Murray. I've got Kyler Murray slated for about 21 points, maybe 22 and he's 6,100. Why is Kyler Murray only 6,100? Can someone explain this to me? The dude <sighs> can throw, the dude can run and he's got weapons galore. He's got weapons galore. You know, I th- I think just because it people still envision the Cardinals as the Cardinals. But even Kenyon Drake was decent last week. I mean, he didn't have a gangbuster. I think he was 12 or 13 points. Um, because I do I do have him in a couple of leagues, but he wasn't bad. I mean, just I think Arizona is just going to get better and better. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is sitting there going, "I am the number three wideout, and I don't care." <laughs> Somebody make me a sandwich. I'm going to put my feet up until it's third down. Then let me know. It, yeah, just let just wake me up when you need me to go out there. So I, I love Kyler Murray this week. Uh, Dak Prescott is a higher paid option. Um, Josh Allen is on my list too, but I am not sold on Josh Allen. Neither is I, Cinch. You know, and I, I heard several experts this week say he just didn't look good. He just didn't look good. Wentz looked terrible. Um, but you know what? If I'm... So 6,100 Kyler Murray, but I'm also going to have some shares of Matt Ryan because Atlanta has a terrible defense and they're going to need to pass the ball against the Cowboys. They're just going to have to. So I think Matt Ryan is a, so I'm looking at Murray and Ryan as my two big ones. If I really need to save money, Jared Goff is looking at me at about 5,800, but I'm really more interested in using Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan a little bit of each in my lineups this week. Who do you like a quarterback this week for DFS? Uh, I do like Murray because of his price. You know, if you want to spend up a little bit, um, there's always Russell Wilson. Yeah. And who's fantastic. Because they're playing fantastic. The, uh, who are they playing this week? I don't even have the schedule up in front of me. They're playing the Patriots Sunday night. Oh, well, so there, that takes it out of the main lineup. So now you're talking about, you gotta play the Thursday or Sunday. That's true. Um, you got to play, like, play you know way. because I think he's he's on a he's on a screw you mission this year. I kind of like Aaron Rodgers against the Lions. Yeah. You have to. You have to. And and if you if you're liking Aaron Rodgers, by default you've got to love DeVonte Adams. Yes. It's just it's just a done deal. If you're going to use Aaron Rodgers, you've got to stack Adams with him. There's just no option there. There's just no option there. Um all right, so let's talk about some running backs. So I feel like this week is going to be a week where I'm going to spend down. I'm going to try and split my commitments because I really want to spend up at wide receiver. So I'm definitely looking to spend down at tight end and defense again. But running back, believe it or not, the consensus number one value on the board is Alvin Kamara. Really? And he's 7,800. And that is shocking to me because 7,800 guys normally don't aren't guys at the um, – the metric targets, but that's also the Monday night game. So again, if you're looking at the main lineups, you're not going to be able to use him. Um, I, I think, and they're indoors, they're in Vegas. They're playing the Raiders, yeah. They're playing the Raiders. It's going to be an indoor game. So, I mean, I think that factors in, but the other guy, the metric really likes is Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor's still only sitting at 5,700. I mean, he gets, he I gets think... to 18 points. He's golden. Yeah, I think these next couple of weeks, um, you're gonna see his price go up considerably. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we we like we saw last year with Darren Waller. Darren yep. Waller was at the minimum relief first couple of weeks. We used him, and then all of a sudden, boom, he was like the top one of the top five most expensive uh, tight ends on the list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I like Kamara. I like Taylor. If I'm looking pricey, I like Derrick Henry. If I'm looking cheap, I'm keeping an eye on Melvin Gordon, but I think my cheaper option this week is definitely Kenyon Drake. Because, again, I'm talking about Arizona. And if I'm going to use Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake makes a nice mini stack. Now, again, 
yeah, you're sitting there, you're saying to me, well, you know, I don't know about Arizona. They're, they're playing Washington. They're playing Washington, guys. Washington, Philly, the, Washington didn't beat Philly because they're good. Washington beat Philly because Philly was bad. They were very bad. I watched that entire game, <laughs> and I'm just like, bad. what am I looking at? Like, Wentz I, came out the gate and then just faded after the first quarter. Like, I don't know if, if that keeps happening. Carson Wentz is not going to last the year. Yeah. The offensive line is shot. Miles Sanders is supposed to be back this week, which he better be because Boston Scott can't handle it with this line. No. And I think makes Miles, Sanders is gonna, <laughs> yeah, Miles Sanders is going to struggle too. I think Sanders is going to struggle too. So one name you'll know that notice that you did not hear me say was Frank Gore. Oh. Yes, Frank Gore is, is in a situation now, particularly with Le'Veon Bell on IR. Frank Gore might see a few more carries. He's 4,500. He'd have to get to 14 points, and I don't see it. At least not against the 49ers. Well, not only that, but did you hear who the Jets signed uh, yesterday? Yesterday no. or today? I think it was 100%. yesterday. They, Adam Gase found Kalen Balage <laughs> working somewhere and threw a jersey at him. <laughs> God. Adam Gase and his love affair with Kalen Balage. Can we? Can we just? Can we be now done with the Adam Gase experiment? Can we can yeah. we just say this is not no. gonna ha- this is not gonna work? This is simply working. not gonna it's not. It's not gonna work. So how many games does Adam Gase last in season two? I think I think if the, the Jets if the Jets when is the Jets off week? You know, I, I I'm a big fan of firing people on the off week. <laughs> I love to fire I love to fire people on their off week. What's the Jets schedule look like this week? ten one. Oh, there's there's a gap. There's a ten gate. Yeah, that's only ten days. 1825. Right. I'm looking for They're oh, playing the Chiefs maybe? this year. Hmm. Oh yeah. That's that's a that chalk that up as a win. Um okay. I think they I think they're like week 4 or 5 it looks like. They've got the play the Bills. They've got the Niners. Then they've got the Colts. Then they've got a Thursday night game. And then they don't play for 10 days. Okay, so that's 1 2 3 4. They're off week 5. Mm-mm. Week 5 they're off. If the Jets are 0-5, Adam Gase is done. I think he's possibly done if they're 1-4. So I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on from Adam Gase. I really yeah, he, he tried, and I don't know. If don't you want to reach if you want to reach cheap this week, you got to reach for Adrian Peterson, right? I mean, he's only 4,700. That's cheap. That's cheap, but I, I just – I think DeAndre Swift is just going to get more and more work. And, you know – let. It's I'm gonna I've named this now. It's called Sammy Watkins syndrome, <laughs> because Sammy Watkins, for, ever since he became a chief, he has a great week one every year. Look back at 2019, he was a top three wideout in week one. He goes nuts and then he fades away. I think AP is gonna kind of do the same thing. I think he's gonna be good early and he's just gonna kind of fade away. So I'm not using him. But if you're desperate for a chief option at 4700, I would rather personally I would use Gibson at 4300 myself. But you know, there's a reason that they didn't cut Adrian Peterson in Washington because he's bad, folks. They cut him because they had too many good guys there, and Antonio Gibson was a big part of that. Now, wideouts where it gets interesting because there's only one guy that Metric loves, and Just it's Julio one. Jones. The Metric thinks Julio Jones could get up to 23 points, and he's 7,400. At 22 points, he hits value. So how rare is it that we say, you know, go buy that guy at 7,400? We just told you Alvin Kamara at 7,800 was the the best that the metric could offer over there. So now I'm thinking to myself, I'm paying down at running back. I'm going to use Jonathan Taylor and maybe like a Kenyon Drake, some, but definitely under 6K for each of my running backs. So I can pay a little bit up for Matt Ryan and then pay way up for Julio. And if I'm careful, I can also sneak Devontae Adams. So if he's 8,100. He's 8,100. If I have my way in all things, my three wideouts this week are Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Paris Campbell. Because Paris Campbell looks like he's on the rise, and I've got him slated for 12 points this week, which would put him at value. So yeah, and I'm the, paying up at wideout. And the Vikings' defense looked horrible. Oh, they're bad. The Viking so. defense is bad. They're, I think their entire secondary turned over. Did yeah, I, did I read them, that correctly? Two of them are on the Bengals, and they're both hurt. But, you know. 
Yeah. Like there's only like there's like there's no one in the Viking secondary that was there last year or there's like one guy that was there last year. I didn't take a close look at it. I just heard it or read it somewhere. I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. So, yeah. Devontae Adams, Julio Jones and Paris Campbell are my three. Who do you like? I definitely, you know, if I'm using Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to find a way to use Adams. And I do, mm-hmm. I do love Paris Campbell because a he's forty five hundred, and b like we just said he's play, they're playing the Colts. Or not the Colts. They're playing the Colts are playing the Vikings. So cheap. The next name down on the metric, by the way, is Mike Williams. No, we're not going down no. that rabbit hole again. <laughs> we're not going down the Mike Williams rabbit hole again. You, you may remember last year, I think it was around week eight or nine, the the, the metric became obsessed with Mike Williams every week, every week. This is gonna be Mike Williams breakout week. It never came, and every week I told you. Let, and it bears repeating the metric is not the end all be all of existence and finding value. When it spits out a name that I'm like, no way I ignore it. I go to the next, next man up, next man up. So when it puts Mike Williams at four, I'm like, no, no, I'll find a way to save money somewhere else. <laughs> um, sometimes like? Britt argues with it. <laughs> I do. It likes Darius Slayton this week. I don't like Darius Slayton this week. Not even against the bears. Nope. Daniel Actually, Jones, I- Quick, quick question: Is Sean yeah. gonna live through this Sunday? Oh my God, he's married to a Giants fan. Mm. I just for I, that never dawned on me. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, Siri, hey Siri, remind me to do a wellness check on Sean on Monday. Okay, good. All right, so we'll, we'll take care of that. Uh, next name down, Marquise Brown. I. I've seen experts that say Marquise Brown is going to have another great game. He had a really good game this weekend. He was in the bonus. I don't know, eh, but he's 6,200. It's hard to take a shot at him at 6,200 for a guy who may or may not. He's, you know, two points or 20, you know? Yeah. So I'm also keeping an eye on the Keel Harry because he's only 4,200. So there it is. There's what I'm going to say right there. If your choices are between the Keel Harry and Mike Williams, I'm taking the risk on the Keel Harry. That's true. It. How do you feel but, reverse though get uh, Robinson against the Giants? If he can keep his attitude in check and Trubisky does try to work him into the game like he did last week, then I think he could have a big day. I hope he does because I've got him in, in like two or three of my season longs. I definitely I have I have more shares than Allen Robinson than I thought I would have. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so right, let's talk about tight ends. The metric, and this is another example of where sometimes it, you know. I, I want to save money at tight end. I used Hayden Hurst last week because he was cheap. It didn't work out, but he, again, it worked out and then I won money because the two or $300 he saved me allowed me to go up in another place. This week, the metric is telling me to use Chris Herndon. I, uh, we just talked about how Adam Gase is done. There's so much talent there. I don't understand what's happening. Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, there's no coaching and it's just bad, but I, I, I may use Herndon not because I have a lot of faith. I have him slated for eight points. At 3,400, that is not 3x value, but I don't have anybody in the metric this week at tight end who I expect to get the 3x. No, so that's and then the, he needs, like, what, yeah. a touchdown in 30 yards? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I mean, if one catch – well, put it this way. Two catches for 20 and a touchdown would be plus 10. No, oh, well, there you go. I so mean, he basically needs to get in the end zone. He needs to get in the end zone. But, you know, I mean, do we think the Jets can do that against the Niners? I don't know. I don't. don't. It's, you know, I think I think Darnold will be hard pressed to try and throw the ball downfield. So I think he's going to have to try to go short. So if you want to spend up a little bit more, Noah Fant is a tremendous option. He had a really nice first game. we, We were big on Fant and Hawkinson last year, and they both had nice weeks one. They both had nice action in week one, didn't they? They did. They did. And who are the – who's Denver playing? Uh, hold on. I got the schedule up here somewhere. Where are the uh, – where's the Broncos? Oh, they're playing the Steelers. Uh, who uh, – the Steelers didn't look as bad as I thought they would look on against the Giants. Or was that the Giants being horrible? That's what I mean. So I'm you not know, sure. Is this, is, this, is this like Philly making Washington look good? I don't right. know. I don't know. It could be either way. So I'll probably use Herndon. I'll probably use Fant a little bit. Um, the metric also likes Jack Doyle. No, I won't touch Jack Doyle. Um, <laughs> the metric even actually spit out the name Tyler Eifert today. It was not. No. It was like the ninth. It was like the ninth no. name down. <laughs> Don't do that. But, 
But in terms of value, the metric is telling me to use Tyler Eifert before I use Mark Andrews. That's a great example of where we ex- ignore the metric. How do you right how there. do you feel about uh, Jonu Smith? I like Jonu he's Smith. The, the problem is his cost. How much is Jonu? Jonu is forty two hundred. So he's he's cheaper than Noah Fant. I probably personally would use him over Noah Fant, um, but I'm still going to use Herndon because I'm going to save that eight hundred bucks. Yeah. That eight hundred bucks, you know. And you can get Devontae Adams. That's it. So wait a minute. Let me just. I'm, all right. So Devontae Adams is eighty one hundred. So I can use Devontae Adams, or I can use somebody who's around seventy three hundred. Let me look. Uh, Adam Thielen. No. Devontae Adams and Chris Herndon, or John U. Smith and Adam Thielen. I think I'll go Adams and Herndon. Yeah, I go option so. one. Defensively, the um, the metric said, hey. Good idea about using that cheap team last week, right? I got another one for you. I went, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> You're going to use the Chargers. And I said, the Chargers are playing the Chiefs, you grand idiot. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. Chargers are only 2,000. All we need is a turnover and them to not give up more than, like, say, 30 points. And they can make value. <sighs> it's possible. I mean, they're playing at home. Maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. You know, divisional games are different, like we all know. I'll be, so. I'll be honest. I didn't think the Chiefs looked fantastic on offense. They came out hot, but as the game wore on, they were just kind of like, all right, yeah, we have a lead. We don't care. I kind of feel like that's what they're going to do with the Chargers. They're going to go up 21-3. to do you three. Think, I don't know, Do you think, as a Chiefs fan, do you think that's how their season's going to be? They're just going to be like, nah, we won. I think I – no, I, I don't think they're disinterested, but I do think – I don't think they're as hungry as they were. That's for sure. I didn't sense that. Um, but what I did sense from them, I didn't sense complacency either, but I did sense, um, what's the word to look at it? Patience. Like they're approaching this year from a more patient perspective. Like the pressure's off us now. We don't have to score every single drive, every single game. We're up against a team we think we can get ahead of. We can hold our lead is the feeling I got from them. Hmm. And, you know, that's that's really what I saw. And I think that's what they're going to do the Chargers. They get up by more than two scores they could take the foot off the gas and defensively they look pff, thousand times better than they did this this time last year yeah remember that we were just like yeah start anyone against the chiefs defense Chiefs defense <laughs> yes we did we did frank clark looks amazing now so if you're looking to spend up a little bit the colts aren't a bad option uh who are the colts playing this week uh the vikings and the vikings the vikings are not good folks they're not the same team they're not good they're not good. So I'm so my my I'm gonna spend down at defense and tight end so that I can spend up at wide out and make sure that I get one decent running back in this this week. That that's that's my plan. Spend down at defense and tight end, spend up at wide out. You know, do yeah. that so you can afford the Adams and Julio combo. And then if you can afford Ryan or um Rogers, do it. Do it. Yeah. So if I can figure out not, a way to afford the Rams, I would put the Rams in. Believe it or not, we're running out of time, so we got to do America's favorite game really quick. All right. So there are four games over 50. There are none under 40. So four games over 50, and these are games we just talked about the metric. So these should be some of these teams should like jump to your matchup should jump to your head right away, Craig. Give me a game with an over under over 50. Uh, you get three strikes to get the four of them. Falcons Cowboys. Falcons Cowboys 50 and a half. That's it. we just talked about it. Falcons will be throwing the ball all over the place because they can't stop anybody. So yes. All right. Uh, Chiefs Chargers. Absolutely 50 and a half. Same idea. Nice. Same idea. This uh, game has a potential to end up a pseudo. I'm going to take the under in that game because I don't. I think Casey's going to take their foot off the gas. But could it be 30-20? Oh yeah. Uh, I just see. Uh, Saints Raiders. Yes, 50 and a half. Nice. He's three nice. for three. Again, New Orleans. <laughs> Derek Carr is going to. Derek Carr has it in his head. Jacobs, Waller, Rugs. Oh, there's other people here. Hunter who? Hunter Renfro? Is he, <laughs> is he here still? Is he here still? Okay, well, it doesn't make a difference because I'm only throwing to those three guys. But that's <laughs> that's enough for them to get points on the board. The funny part is you've hit three of them at 50 and a half. The highest of the week is the one remaining at 53 and a half. Wow, really? Hmm. And you have three strikes to get it. Ooh. You know what? Let's go uh, Ravens-Texans. That's a clean sweep. Wow, That's, look at that. For the first time ever, I think, Craig has swept America's favorite game. <laughs> he gets the Toblerone, the car, and the trip to Hawaii. 
the music, the, the Price is Right music is playing Craig's head. He is in fantastic <laughs> shape. That Yes, Ravens awesome. and Texans. You know, and we didn't talk anything about any of the Ravens players. I mentioned Marquise Brown. I think no. they just have so many weapons. I'm not sure who to use on that team. I mean, um, maybe because he's cheap, maybe Dobbins. You could try it. You could try it. But I think Ingram is still going to be the workhorse. And, you know, Justice Hill is still there. So I'm not sold on that either. I know you're big on Dobbins. I think Dobbins is a good long-term play. A good long-term play. So, wow, the, the, the smoothest and best I've ever seen Craig do in America's Favorite Game. Congratulations. Thank well you. done there. Thank you. Thank you. So the four games that Vegas says are going to be high scoring, which means possibly high scoring for fantasy, would be Falcons, Cowboys, Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, Tekken, Texans, and Saints, Raiders. All right, let's move on to final thoughts. Craig, what's your final thought this week? Uh, final thought for me is, hi, Deb. And yes, also, it, it definitely, it's, it's a weird year, as we've kept saying. Mm. You know, people are getting injured left and right. I think two or three kickers got hurt this week, including a Bengals kicker. A punter got hurt. Definitely yeah. check injury reports regularly. before you finalize any lineups. Yes, regularly check your line, check your 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 injury reports. I actually gambled in our dynasty league. Um, I gambled that Golden Tate would play, and it killed us. Um, it, it didn't cost us the game. We would have lost the game even if Golden Tate had gone out there and had like 15 to 20 points. It was that bad. But um, yeah, I, I gambled on. It. I was like, listen, it's just I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the shot with it. We don't have a chance to win without Golden Tate, and he didn't play. But you got to keep on top of that stuff. You got to keep an eye on it. So, good call. My final thought is just if you watched the kickoff last week between the Chiefs and the Texans, and you watched the beginning of the game, you saw a moment of unity between the two teams, and it really bothered me as I heard the reduced size crowd in Arrowhead Stadium, boo. And my issue with it is very simple. I've heard a lot of explanations for it. I've heard people say, well, they were booing the fact that the Texans were late to get to the end of the line and all link their arms. The booing started the moment Mahomes and um, Watson linked arms. So I don't buy that at all. Um, and then people were like, well, I don't want politics in my sports mixing. Uh, I, I don't think that's right. And, and to those people, just shut up. You don't understand history. Um, I would urge you to look if, – if that's what you think, if you think that politics and sports are completely separate, uh, go back and look at the 1936 Berlin Olympics where Hitler used it as a complete political ploy. And if Jesse Owens doesn't take a gold medal, it's a complete political slam dunk for Hitler and his and his agenda. Look at the, uh, the, the, the Black Power salute in the 70s. I mean, the Olympics are inextricably linked to politics. Uh, just today, the L.A. Angels owner was quoted saying that Donald Trump must win the election. So there's a baseball owner who has no problem mixing politics and sports. Nobody cares what he thinks if he's not a po if he doesn't own the Angels. So, you know, so I was very, very upset. And, and so. I want to take just a second and just speak directly to anybody who was at that game and decided it was a good idea to stand up and boo. You're an idiot. You don't deserve to go to Kansas City Chief games. You don't deserve to be in my stadium. And you don't speak for me or my organization or the city of Kansas City. And I say all those my because I've been a Chief fan for over 30 years. 30 years I followed this team. And I have blood, sweat, and cried for them just as much as any of the idiots in that stands. And you all should count yourself lucky that the Chiefs are one of the few teams that actually let people into the stadium, which I think is a mistake. Craig, you've been on record about this too. You don't think we should have fans in the stands? No, I, I don't. I, you know, they should just do what baseball's doing and just no fans. Cardboard cutouts. I am yep. fine with that. Pictures of everybody's dog. Do it. But to stand up and boo a bunch of guys who just wanted to to show a moment of unity—that's classless, and it doesn't speak anything about. It doesn't. It doesn't give the real story about the organization and the people in it. And so shame on each and every one of you who decided that it was a good idea to boo those guys because you have twisted ideas of what patriotism is, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'm going to be honest right now. Craig is Craig is whenever politics comes up, Craig gets a paper bag, mutes his mic and starts breathing heavily. <laughs> what is what is Brick going to do to get us in trouble? The, the original version of this rant had a lot of four letter words in it. Hey, I know you could do that. That's fine with me. Hey, I know, but I don't want to. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, we're marked as explicit. We're not going to get kicked off the air for it. But 
yeah. So my final th- my final thought is just like, listen, it's a it's an election year. It's politically charged. There's a lot going on in our country. If you really think that football players don't have a right to voice their opinion, go to hell. Go to hell. You know who else came out about that, by the way? And I know I'm going over time when I say this. Did you see Mike Ditka came out and started spewing again? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. You're irrelevant, old man. You are irrelevant. You have not been relevant in years. Stop trying to get your name into the newspaper. I don't even think he's on Fox anymore, is he? I don't don't think he's on any pregame show because he's insane. Because he's old and he's crazy. Herschel Walker is putting up videos talking about the dangers of this election and socialism. Shut up. You don't have relevance here. You have no ground to stand on. It's your right to do it, but you can't use your right to express how disappointed you are in the Texans and the Chiefs when they're just using their right with the blessing of their employer to do it. You know, you can't. It's like it's like the old Simpsons episode where I think they were going to burn the observatory and Mo gets crushed by a statue. They're going to go destroy the science center for whatever reason, and he gets crushed by a statue, and he goes, I hope science can save me. Oh, I think that was First, the uh, – wasn't that the asteroid? I believe it was. I believe it was. And they were going to go burn down the observatory so that nothing like this would happen ever again because science had never done them anything good. And that something falls on Mo, and he goes, <laughs> I only hope modern medicine can save me. It's only convenient when it's allowed for you. That's bullshit, and I'm not having it. I'm not having it. So Mike Dicka, stop. Stop talking. You, you, you're you're insane. So, all right, I'm way over time. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, Stitcher, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to us. iHeart, we're on there too. Communicate with us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are at fignutsdfs on Twitter, although as I've mentioned many times, I spend less and less time on Twitter because it is a cesspool of political nonsense. Craig, what did I forget? Uh, Stitcher, Player FM. Like, uh, just find the links on our website. You can actually play yes. it through Libsyn. Anywhere. Yes, look look for our free roll on DK. We do a free roll every week. It does usually fill pretty quickly. It's probably already full, but it is there. So, But we will be back next week. Good luck in DFS this week. Good luck in your season longs. Uh, and we'll be back next week with week two analysis and week three looking ahead. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. (laughs) 